You are now listening to Pole Hook Golf, an unfiltered golf podcast taking you inside the ropes with unfiltered stories, insights, analysis, and exclusive interviews. Welcome back, everybody, to Pole Hook Golf, the podcast. I'm Matt Cook. This is Bobby Brown. And my goodness, is it time? Is it time? It's time. It's that week. Time for yeah. the Masters. And I couldn't be any more pumped up for this week. Man, do we have a good one in front of us when it comes to the Masters, which is why on today's episode, Bobby, we are going to do a quick recap of the Valero. Very quick. Do a very quick recap of Live Golf Dog Track Edition. I mean, sorry, okay. Orlando. Um, Live Golf Orlando. And then we will jump right into the main event. Okay. For the millions of listeners. Yes. <laughs> it is time for the Masters. <sighs> Welcome, friends. All right. So <laughs> we've got the Valero recap. And I mean, without further ado, Corey Connors wins it for the second time in the past. I mean, that was his first victory that yeah. um, he had. What was it? He Monday qualified. Ago? He actually Monday. I'm going to say it was 2018 because my guy, we were in the final group. We were see who was leading for the first three days and made a double bogey on number uh, number three that day and and could never get really untracked and connor's won so he actually had to money he didn't have any kind of status really good status so he had to monday qualify and it ended up winning it was awkward you the, the the valero who you know if you're not already qualified the winner of the valero is playing the masters the next week right so the valero their jet back and forth a couple times with players that are in the masters field i think there was five of them last week daryl hatton hideki's a few others and so they fly the players over to Augusta. So they fly the winner over that night, late at night at like nine or 10 o'clock at night. And see, Wu and I were on the plane too. And Corey was on there with his wife and uh, his caddy, this guy named Kyle Peppers, who I could probably do a whole episode on half of it would be okay. And the other half would be that um, uh, my favorite son doesn't get along with him. And I'm sure there's a story there, that kind of stuff. So he was on the plane and it's just, it's weird when you feel like you gave a tournament away and because Corey was definitely making some bogeys early and then the whole i don't know the whole celebration that they have on the plane and everything you know but i mean i guess i've been in the, that other seat before too so uh tit for tit for tap but it's awkward but it's a free flight that's right you gotta act like you've been there before right bobby yeah you landed at augusta like midnight or 12 30 or one in the morning or whatever and there's still people waiting for you and they drive you where you want to go and everything and it's just it's the best week of golf it really is. It's there's nothing there's nothing better. Close. Which, no. by the way, can you believe Gary Player came out and said that the no. Masters was last on his list? Everybody's I so mean, bitter uh, right now. Why is everybody so bitter? Can well, everybody play golf? Just he was talking. He, play golf. Well, he was talking about the fact. I think he's bitter because he talked about how everybody assumes that he can just go play it whenever he wants yeah. as a former champion. And he's like, yeah. I can't just call up and go set up a tee time. Yeah. And he was yeah. pretty bitter about that and the whole thing, which is why I think it's a little bit of a, you know, he knew he was going to get some headlines with that and everything. And he did. So yeah. kudos yeah. to that. Yeah. yeah. Now, you got some headlines. Yeah. Bobby, oh. we were neck and neck there at the Valero. I mean, I had my racehorse in Ricky Fowler and you had your race horse in Siwoo, Siwoo. or what is it? Kim Siwoo? Kim Siwoo. You know, their their last names here are actually, they use their last names first. 
in Korea. So Kim Si Woo, so it would be M Sung J, it would be Lee K H, it would be On Dan, Yong <laughs> Dong. Dan is his American name. Um, so yeah, they put their their last names first. If you're over there in Korea, if you're you over that? there, but you're, you're here, so it's Si Woo Kim, and yeah. they were. Yeah tied yeah they were at kind the of beginning yeah, of sunday yeah and then ricky went off and had a really good sunday and siwoo yeah. just kind of had an average one no it's uh, siwoo was the, the favorite the, of course i was watching that right but siwoo was um one of the featured groups so i was watching him play and he seemed like he was happy and if he, he was half out he wasn't totally out of it when he knows he can't win but i didn't think you know, no, no, maybe it was Saturday that was on. I'm not sure. But I, I know that Ricky played great on Sunday and you drilled me. I think Ricky finished at eight under or something yeah. and finished maybe at three under. You know, I always pick the Koreans, man. Kind of root for them all you the do. time. You They're do. like my brothers. They're like my brothers. Which, how how many pennies are we up to now? Is that 9,000 uh, Yeah, pennies? thank God for seeing Wong Kim, wow. the world, horrible, 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 most horrible professional in the world right now on any tour. Let's he get into that. Away from this, he's keeping me away from the century. He's keeping me away from the century mark there. That's he, for sure. He is your cheat code. So live yeah. golf, dog track edition, AKA Orlando. I mean, yeah. did you watch any of it? Because there was crabgrass everywhere out there. I mean, no, it, I the course seen... looked like terrible conditions. I know you no, just, I... you know, these guys so well that you can talk in regards to it, but you refuse to watch it this year, which I love. Well, I it's, it's not that I refuse. I'm just not like last year. I would tune in and watch it because of the, you know, because I was interested. And now this year, I'm just not that interested. It all. is harder. I mean, yeah, it definitely yeah. is harder this year yeah. than it was last year. Last year, it had all that buzz about it. This yeah. is what I was talking about with the PGA Tour. They fueled that fire and gave them all this momentum. And yeah. now it's kind of fizzled out. And I think yeah. everybody's gotten the memo that yeah. just let it die. Let yeah. it die. Like even Rory coming out and saying that Phil Mickelson, it was great to see him at the Masters. Yeah. And yeah. everybody's reporting right now about how there's really no bad blood between these guys at the moment. There was the champion's dinner. Um, they did have all the live guys stacked up on the one side, uh, which was pretty interesting to see. But in the end, Brooks Kepka goes on to win and i gotta ask you is he back i mean do you do i think he's gonna win this week no i don't think he's bad i don't think he's back he's you know he i i don't know he played great you know 15 under he won by a shot he he, he played great but it's orange county it's orange county national i don't know how you can gauge off of something like that yeah it's his second win in five starts out there but their space so far apart you know yeah. they just had they just had three months off. I don't know how you, I don't know how you handicap these guys, but I don't like any, I don't think any of them will win personally. I mean, I, I said before, we've said a, a while ago before, legitimately the only two that we thought could win or I thought could win were, were DJ or Cam Smith and yeah, Cam Smith is terribly off form right now. I've been listening, listened to his press conference yesterday. You know, that's the great thing, even though I'm bummed that I'm not at Augusta, I've been fortunate to be there so many times and have some great finishes and great memories. But even when I'm at home, I'm missing it for like an hour, maybe on Monday when I put on Masters on because it's always Masters on the range or or at the Masters. I mean, it seems like it's on twenty four seven, and I totally I totally get into it. But I listened to Cam's 
you know, Cam hasn't been playing good. He self-admittedly says he's not that sharp. He took all that time off and just did nothing but fishing for a few months in, in Australia. So, you know, the one thing I think about these guys too, is they're not like <clears throat> major psychologically in the grind ready. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like 100%. these big time, yeah, these big time guys that went to live, Matt, are, you know, they had a set schedule over years when they're competitive in these majors where they they wouldn't play this event, but they played this event leading up. They'd fly in on this day. Everything was familiar to them. Right. And now they're coming from, if that makes sense. And now yeah. they're coming from Orange County, you know, Orange County National. You said something about all the crabgrass everywhere and that kind of stuff. I read today that Kevin Na's like, yeah, it's a Muni. It's a great design. You know, obviously it wasn't in great shape because it's a Muni. You know, and they're not. It spending. wasn't. I was surprised yeah. as to how rough it there. looked. I've been there, but I've been there. You know, I probably, you know, done a good solid twenty rounds on that on that course, and I can, you know, I remember every hole. I remember every hole. It's in Q schools that you really remember stuff in Q schools, right? So, um, yeah, I mean, it's. I just don't look for them to be that much of a factor. I mean, a couple of them drew good, drew really good tee times. Like I think Patrick Reed got a nice early tee time. I think Kokrak and Gooch both got early tee times, which I think I've been tracking the weather almost like I'm caddying in there. So Thursday is supposed to be nice and with hardly any wind five to 10. And I believe it's out of the South or South Southeast, which is a, which is a kind of a gettable wind, honestly. And um, it's, I think the course is playing soft from what I've heard. Um, so there's not going to be any weather Thursday. It's going to be super nice. And then all hell breaks is right on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Like you're talking, you know, 20 mile an hour winds out of the North or Northeast on, on Friday and Saturday and Friday looks like it could actually be, you know, even with sub air everywhere around there when they're not, you're in the South, right? So when those storms come in, they come in and they got, and they pack a punch. So so many people there, they got to make sure they get them out. So they evacuate quick. If there's any, in, in, any danger and who knows what friday my point is i'm rambling but you've got you better get what you're going to get on thursday right because friday might not play and then saturday all of a sudden you wake up and it's not even going to be 50 degrees and it's blowing out of the northeast it's going to be mid high 40s it's going to be a half an inch of rain or a quarter of an inch of rain you know pumping and blowing and brother you know when you get back down into that corner that you're looking at right there and you got some 20 mile an hour wind the, the funny thing is is like in that corner right there you know, on 11 and 12, you don't really, you feel it dancing off the trees everywhere, you know, and, and it always fucked with me more on number six, this downhill par three than anything, because I'm not a big guesser on the wind, especially out there. Cause it's tough to pick up. You just go consistently with what you think it is. And you don't call any real audibles unless your player wants to call an audible. And it's just, I think it's going to be tough as shit Saturday. You know, I think it's, I think you got to get what you got to get the first round and, and trying to hang on Saturday. And then hopefully the weather gets a little bit better on Sunday and it's not quite as windy and who knows how many holes they might play over the weekend. If, I know if, if, the great news is there's only 88 guys, right? So it's not like yeah. there's 144 or 156 in the PGA where you just got to always be, you know, oh shit, we got to keep them up, <laughs> you know, super dark or whatever. It's just a hassle. But this one, you can kind of, you can get finished quick. So I'm super stoked, man. I mean, there's going to be a 30 degree drop from Thursday 30. to Saturday. I've been through that there before, you know, and these caddies are the best, you know, other than you think about there's 88 players in the field and there's probably 10 caddies or 11 caddies that are, you know, like the guys that come with the amateurs that could be college coaches or buddies or something like that. Um, 
you, you get a couple guys that are working for some older guys that are cashing in their chips like Sandy Lyle and that kind of stuff. My point is, is there's 70 some caddies in there that are pretty much the best caddies in the world, right? And they're all sitting in the same area. You kind of are in your little cliques or your groups, you're sharing information and you're preparing. You're already preparing when you're walking the golf course and the practice rounds, when that wind changes and what the game plan is going to be and that kind of stuff. And it's just, it's just awesome to be there as a caddy to be, you know, you, you take it for granted after you've been there seven or eight or nine or 10 times, you know, and then you miss one here and then you're back on one oh, back on a couple. And then you miss another one. You, you just, it's at some point you got to look at it inside the ropes as a caddy as it, it, yes, it's the masters, but you can't get involved in all that. But sometimes I like, like today I was thinking back and I'm like, fuck, this is the masters. Like, here's the deal. This is like one of the biggest masters ever because the live guys, it's the first time the live guys are back in. Right. So I got some, I got some, everybody's the first year they give caddies tickets. Right. So everybody is, everybody's all caddies friends and everything are, are looking for tickets. And I heard that tickets just sold out completely like up and down Washington. They got all those stands up yeah. there and everybody just Jones. And so this is, there's a lot of anticipation with these live guys. Buzz. Honored, unchartered territory and i'll tell you from what i've been seeing with masters on the range and talking to a few guys that are there that are looking for tickets um i can tell you that i it feels like everybody's like the live guys like the and the and the pga guys are like dude long time no see or how's it going it's like the whole thing is bigger it is like oh yeah we're friends everybody forgot they were friends and they've just put all of that stuff aside for this one week and i wonder if if um uh, chairman ridley or you know, the brass at Augusta, you know, let it be known that this is not the week that we're going to show any tension on t TV or get involved in this whole live PGA tour thing. This is, you know, this is the masters, the masters. keep it all about the masters that week. And that's, that's what makes it so exciting right now. I think, you know, I'm Other absolutely pumped about it. I yeah, mean, it's totally. almost as exciting totally. as what our golf bets, but louder was last week. Oh, it's oh. uh you had the absolute cheat code. So we're heading back to Live Golf real quick. Yeah. Live Golf I Orlando. Him, I found him way before you did. You didn't even know who the fuck the fucker was. I've been I know. This. He's keeping I, me away from sending you a Venmo or a Zelle. He really. is. So Siwon Kim, he is 50, 50 literally a video game cheat code for last place. Yes. I mean, you cannot yeah. lose yeah. with him for last place. Yeah. He's had it every single tournament so far. Yep. And I'm just wondering, will anybody ever beat him for last place? Well, I don't know. Maybe next year when he gets relegated, because it doesn't look <laughs> like he's coming back or, 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 or uh, Kevin Na's probably on the, you know, Kev I know how Kevin Na is. He's probably looking to replace him already. And well, to that's take... where like, is he able to go ahead and replace uh, him at any moment? That's what I, I wonder. I don't know if you can tag in like, Ogletree or something like that. I mean, he's Asian, so that that would you know that would have to probably realistically be an end of the year move, you know. But I do wonder if we're going to have a Tanya Harding type of situation where is, Kevin Na just takes a a uh, some type of nightclub or something or golf club right to his knee and just Kev's like nice oh he's guy. injured. Kev's a nice guy, you know. He he's Korean, but he's SoCal. He's like I heard he knows uh, karate though. Does he? Yeah. Oh, he I, likes to talk a lot. I know I'm pretty good. I mean, we get on pretty good. We always have. We have SoCal roots. And, and uh, well, an Asian knowing karate, like, is that a fucking surprise or something like that? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so you get that one. And then yeah. how about my call, squeak? though? 
you okay can let let's go oh i'm gonna say this i'm shouting you out that was an ingenious call who thinks that mark leishman and cam smith and that team is going to finish dead last i was i was laughing at you i'm like well i'm not gonna have to sell event at yeah. Sunday event oh, with that pick but you know the most interesting thing was you had i i, I picked kevin Nas team who finished next to last who you beat by a shot but you know you had your team had an eight shot lead on my team yeah. swinging into the last day and my guys actually flipped you until the last hole or two were you paying attention where mm -hmm. actually i was going to win both of these bets and then one of one of cam smith's geniuses fucking bogeyed the last hole of the second to last hole and when we were tied and um uh, and you won that so we split on that i lost the spook him ricky fowler bet and um so I got a thousand pennies out of all the penny yeah, bets so last you week. Did. So you're up to nine. You're one yeah. away from the gold. You're one away from the golden ticket. I mean, should we not even talk about these guys that played at Bolero or? No. <laughs> you no. just want to go straight into the Masters. I want the Masters, man. This is the one week every year. And it's funny because it runs right up against my yeah. now wife's uh, birthday. So happy birthday, wifey, Alyssa. She's got uh, her birthday is actually today. So we're recording this on April 4th. And yeah. we were down in Mexico, which is why I caught the highlights and everything of the final day. But I looked at the leaderboard. I was constantly checking the leaderboard. And mm -hmm. you're right. I was a little bit nervous in that final day. But um, anyways, forget about yeah. Live Golf for a moment. It okay. is time for the Masters. But that's where... I, and she knows this, that we celebrate her birthday before her birthday, if uh -huh. that makes sense, because Augusta yeah. comes right after it. So the Masters is like a holy sacred week for me. I had been down there three years in a row, and I absolutely love going down there. I mean, just all the events, the bouginess yeah. to it. It's Bougie. just, there's nothing better than, you know, a NetJets or a Wheels Up private party with their concerts yeah. and everything going on. Their yeah. day clubs are absolutely incredible. You run, you, you're rubbing shoulders with other professional athletes. You've got, you know, wives in there from tour players that are out there playing. Um, it's just, it's a great experience. And yeah. uh, that being said, I do want to know though from you, yeah, who you got this week for what, Penny Ambassadors? Yeah. We're it's jumping right to that. It's my it's pick. pick. Gosh, yeah, they're like okay. defending champion. I know. And I'm going Rory McIlroy. I'm coming right out the gates because uh, he is playing some golf. And I think with the whole live golf uh, versus PGA Tour, I think he knows he's yeah. got to step it up. And yeah. he, he's putting with the old Scotty. I, I loved his stroke out in Houston. And I think he's just, he is in it right now. He is locked in. He's focused. He's playing well. He's hitting the ball well, but he's putting well, which yeah. Rory that one year, I mean, how many, I forget how many shots he was up heading into Sunday. And then uh, he blew a lot. It. And he spent a lot of time over there on number 10, yeah. on the side of number 10 in the cabins over there. And that was, that was all she wrote, but that was a long, long time ago. I think he's played in 15 of these things now. And you would be when he calls a game time in so many years and retires, I mean, you'd be, I'd be totally shocked if he didn't have a green jacket. In I think this is it. With you, it could be. You know, I don't know who to pick. You know, I mean, uh, I could pick Scotty Staffler. I could pick John Rahm. I, the Koreans are going to play good there. Sungjae finished 
So obviously I was in his bag in November when he finished second and then he finished eighth, I think last year and didn't play good the last day, shot 74, 75. So he was right there. Um, Siwoo Sneaky always plays good there, always seems to be a guaranteed top 25. I'm not saying he could ever win it or anything, but um, uh, man, I really I really like Jason Day Ooh. a lot. A lot. Wow. So I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Jason Day. You know, I almost wanted to take do a little long shot pick here, but I don't know what you would classify as a long shot, right? Like I like you say a name, I'm like, no, that's not a fucking long shot. Or I say a name, you're like, that's not a long shot. But let's figure out a long shot bet okay. for a thousand. Okay. I'll, I'll okay, let you okay. lead. I guess I get I guess I get to get to go first. I'll let you lead. Okay. Russ Henley. Mm. I want to take Russ Henley as a long shot. He's played good there in the past. He's a Georgia boy. Um I'm going to take Russ Henley. He plays. He tees. He plays early on Thursday too. Eight thirty-six. That's my angle. That's Bobby Brown angle. Get out early and get some right off the bat. Get number two and three right off the bat. Okay, I I like Russell Henley. Okay. I am going to go because I now remember saw... I can veto this if I don't think it's a long shot. It's it's a long okay. shot. Okay. You'll you'll know it as soon as I say it, uh, because I saw him out on the range and I saw our boy Scotty McGinnis out there, and That's Scott. A Scotty yeah, Scotty good. McGinnis looks good out there. So Scotty, I'm picking Scotty McGinnis. Mito Pereira for <laughs> fans like that. Mito Pereira. And no, I'm picking Scotty McGinnis. <laughs> yeah, and Mito actually had a chance to win. I don't think he played very good at the last uh, nine holes at Live, but he was, I think he put the squeeze on Brooks with four or five holes to go, and only he was the first one to attack and get only one back. I think he ended up finishing fifth, but I did look down the money thing. And so Scotty McGinnis is probably, I don't know what deals they got if they cut these guys a little bit, but just say 70% of like seven for 70%, 7%, <laughs> grand is, you know, quick and 50 plus. Plus weekly, and I think I don't even know what team won the whole thing. Didn't me? They did. Yeah. Yep. So I'm sure these these live caddies are, you know, not getting Jack Diddley. I've heard. I think every team's different on these teams, just like the players, you know. But I'm sure he's going to pick up a little something for that. So that's a nice week for Scotty McGinnis, especially with Scotty Shuffler winning all these events and that kind of stuff. Scotty McGinnis's path making a ton of money with Scotty Shuffler and then losing him and then getting Mito and almost winning a PGA and now just milking the live tour for every fucking penny it has is not a bad thing for Scotty to be Scotty McGinnis the last six years, really. Right. Yeah. Remember Scotty McGinnis dropped down to go to the corn Ferry tour to work for Scotty Scheffler too. So I applaud him. I applaud him for that. You Do know, you want to go with another Scotty one? Too. What's that? Do you want to go with one more penny bet? Since yeah, we got two I, I out there, might as well go with three. Gambling problem. Yeah. No. <laughs> I am going to go. Um, what is this? Do we what have is, to do? What is the title of this bet? So oh, heads. We had. Yeah, this is head to head. Yeah, fire. Go. I want to do it. I don't even need to hear you. I want to do it. I got a okay. problem. So, I, I, I didn't even think about this one, but I am going to give you. Oh, let's see. What shots or something? And you're gonna take a player way better than the one I'll pick? No, I'm I'm gonna give you a gimme here because I think I, I just won the first two. So I think I'm gonna give must you be a Alyssa's, gimme. But must be Alyssa's birthday because this could be the fastest episode ever, and you had to promise her that something's up. <laughs> something's no, up. No, 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 no. We've got more after <laughs> this because I want to dive into some of the course with you. Want to give the listeners kind of the inside the ropes as sure, to some of the that. strategy around yeah. Augusta National, and who What's knows, maybe guy? some players are going to listen yeah. to it and uh, start to take Bobby's advice out there. But yeah. I am going to go 
with Cam Smith? You're going to go with Cam Smith, and I'm going to take what is that that's like picking a fucking favorite dude now i have to go to the fucking top level i thought you're gonna make it like something we have talked about the fact that he's not in form he's right. struggling but well, he did play so well there last year and he's such a good putter that they're like five years in a row bro what are you talking about i don't no, think i'm going cam good. smith i mean i got yeah. two live guys out there this week God, you should give me two to one for you should give me some shots for this one if, what if i pick see will you gonna give me any shots no what? No way. You went 65-65 on the simulator, bro. <laughs> I'll, I'll send All you right. the scorecards. Here's 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 the Bobby Brown stupid. Here's the one you'll laugh at. I'm gonna take Kim C. Woo right back oh, at you because he yeah. loves this place and Kim C. Woo likes to likes to show up at this place and keep his shit together. There Hopefully we go. I'll throw his putter in the water, break it this year, whatever he did a few years ago when he was in contention. But yeah, so that's enough. So that's enough of that. That's yeah, three. That's, th that's three penny bets out there. Hey, remember, and the, for some like, reason, you think that the what? live golf guys are strong picks. So just everybody, you know everybody hear Bobby say that the yeah. live golf guys that I picked are strong yeah. picks. Let's okay. Let's see how good you are. We're going to throw out a fourth one now. There's seven. Oh. Eight, there's seven amateurs in the field, and we'll go and we'll pick amateur against amateur. Okay. You better look oh, at your gosh. sheet right there and figure out who the amateurs are because you just bamboozled me on that. Okay. I'm going to take right, Gordon Sargent. Wait till you see this kid. From oh, he is Andy good. Play. He's really he fucking won, good. He won nationals as a freshman. He hammers it. He's fuck. I love watching this kid play. He did, I get to see him on TV maybe three weeks out of the year, but Gordon Sargent from Bandy, I'm going to take. <sighs> well, he's, isn't he the number one ranked amateur right now? No, or well, they college play, player. Well, oh, I, no, well, I, I only look at the PGA Tour University, the guys that are yeah, graduating. He, so he's the top he's like, amateur. He's a sophomore. Yeah, he might be the. He's big, the he number might. one in the world in the amateur <laughs> rankings. You son of a bitch. Um, all right. This kid could get in content. This kid could sneak. This is one of those amateur talents. I'm calling it right now. This kid could sneaky get into contention. So you 2,800 people that watch on YouTube, look at my face right now. When he creeps into the T27 and you're scrolling down that leaderboard on a Saturday or something, you're going to go, Bobby Brown called this, and then he'll end up finishing 40. Well, guess what? Guess who's going with I know who somebody who's going. I know who you should take. It's Sam Bennett. Yes, that's who you should take. Yeah, I think he's a big time. I think he's a big time player. He hasn't been playing. He's great a top ten. Um. Uh, yeah. He, in amateur rank. Well, yeah. I mean, he's he won right in USAM. He was one of the best amateurs. To, you know, he's fucking a stud. Yeah. <laughs> he's so, a fucking stud. Sam Bennett. So we yeah. got four out there. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely the, the Masters. Players. Yeah, it's definitely the Masters. We got. For, look at I, I live in Charleston, you know. Look at all those azaleas and everything behind you. You know, that's our neighborhood right now. They start turn they start turning about a month ago. And it's growing up in um, you know, San Diego area and San Gabriel Valley. It's just I never knew what they, you know, I never knew what azaleas were or anything like that. But it might be they don't last long. They lost about a month. I do know that because all these ones that bloomed here are already dying. But do you you know the stories? Speaking of stories, I guess the stories. So there's always been stories that they actually go out because they thrive in cold weather. The hot weather really kills them. That they go out and they put ice packs over a lot of those flowers. Really. Yeah. 
they lay ice blankets over them at night so they they do you think it's any coincidence they're perfectly in fucking yeah. room and I, I i sneaky think when like one goes to if they can't save it they just you know they have their uh, their own nursery somewhere right around right around the property and um, uh, they'll just bring in new ones and replant it i think they do it like on a daily basis you know because you see things you're like that, that tree or that branch or well, that branch was hanging yesterday, you know, you come out and it's perfectly manicured and you you don't even see it. And that's that's the beauty of Augusta. Right. That's why what blows me away that Gary Player quote is one of his quotes was, you know, if it wasn't for us player or if it wasn't for the players, it would just be another just another golf course in Georgia. And I'm like, God, that wow. is like hollow ground right there yeah. just to, it's a privilege just to step on the property and imagine i'm not tuning my own horn because i've just been fortunate but imagine to slip on the white the whites as a caddy and and be there and step inside the ropes on on the, the most famous golf course in the world you can say it's saint andrews half the people will but i mean augusta is probably the most famous golf course in the world you know and i pinch myself Sometimes realizing the situations, obviously, with Sungjae in November, having a chance to win and squeezing Dustin early. And I've had some great memories with Dustin. And I want to say it was like in 2013 or something like that. We ended up finishing 13th, I think. But on Friday, on 15, he was rolling in the middle of the fairway on Friday. And there's a big scoreboard and he got a bomb down there. And there's a big scoreboard you can see by the green. And I just happened to, you know, you don't... So old school scoreboards, right? And, and and it's like it's awesome, right? Because when they as soon as they pull a number down by somebody's name, you like catch yourself watching, like what's gonna happen, or you know, and so if you go off early in the morning, other than the big massive scoreboard you see on the right side of one T, you don't see one till three, right? Just short left of three green over there, you know. So it's like a bit you like look at the scoreboard, okay. Who got off to the good start? Who's one under or two under? Did somebody eagle two? And you know, and it's just, it's just the fucking sickest place to be, man. It, it just, really is. Yeah, it doesn't get any better. I was telling you my DJ story. So on Friday, I think it was 2013, I look at a scoreboard, that, that scoreboard over there, and I'm like, oh, my God, Dustin's Lee, would, you're in your own little zone out there, you know, when your guy's playing good. And I look up, and I'm like, oh, my God, Dustin's got a two or a three-shot lead. I couldn't tell, you know, and it fucking sure as shit, we walked off 15 from the make it, middle of the fairway making double bogey. <laughs> And uh, ended up falling back to 13. It had nothing to do with my scoreboard watching, but that was like one of those moments that I can, that I can remember at Augusta, you know, I can just these little quick one second things. And, you know, he made like three or four Eagles his first time playing there. And he got that crystal. You get a crystal. They send you crystal. If you make an Eagle, And I'll never forget the day at his house, like the week after when the crystal got there, like four boxes, he made like four Eagles. I think it was, a, he holds some record for the most Eagles for a rookie or, or something, but just him opening it up and, and, you know, and his, the look on his eye, I'll never forget, you know, he's like, man, I, at that point, I don't think there were a lot of things special in his life, you know, but you could tell that that one was, you know, was definitely going to be filed under special for him. I wonder if he still has them. He's probably made like 10 or 15 Eagles there. Those trophies ain't, big enough, so. it, those <laughs> trophies ain't big enough for his cabinet to go into big cabinet with the 20 something other gigantic ones. Bobby, did I ever tell you the story of Jordan Spieth when I was out there? Um, of him dunking it on 12. So no. I, I mentioned it in the Masters podcast last year, but the podcast had just started up, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm out there um, w walking the course and so forth, final round. And sure enough, Jordan Spieth is in the lead. 
Uh, we had worked on a golf simulator deal with Jordan Spieth the year prior, so I'm familiar with Jay Danzi as agent and Jordan Lewittis and so forth. Now, as I kind of walked ahead because it was like, all right, Jordan has this in the bag. So up on 15 and watching Danny Willett come in, and I was sitting there, and all of a sudden a guy with one of those radios inside uh -huh. the ropes all of a sudden goes to me and my buddy and there's no reason why this guy would go to us right uh -huh. they didn't know us anything like that but he goes you guys are not going to fucking believe this and we're like what he goes just wait till that scoreboard changes you yeah you brought it up when uh you yeah. talked about the scoreboard he goes yeah, no. jordan spieth he goes it just came across the radio that he just dunked it on number 12 yeah and we're like why you better you better clarify that because people say if you dunk it that means you could be a hole in one oh not a hole in one folks yeah. if you guys he remember the 20 your lingo right <laughs> he, he rinsed, rinsed it. it he rinsed yeah. it yeah. yeah so he he rinsed it in the water and then he goes and he's putting for a double bogey right now yeah and we're sitting there going holy shit this is going to change the dynamic he goes just wait just wait till that scoreboard changes and sure enough it was probably another like two to three minutes before that leaderboard changed and there were just gasps yeah. across you the know, entire audience where you're where you're sitting right there to over your right shoulder 11 green there's there's the the, the pond left of 11 green there's a scoreboard back there and the people that sit behind 12 right and watch 12 all day long and 13 tee shots and 11 approach shots it's the sickest place to be but it's just a mountain of people but i remember there was i i, I know when i've been there standing on that tee before when when one of those like tiger and phil were going at it one year and i want to say it was 2000 13 or something like they were making a run on Sunday and, and I was with Dustin and he was, a, we were some groups ahead of him still playing good. And you know, they would pop these scores in and out and just the, the gas or the roars or the applause and that kind of stuff. And it's just, I mean, the, the fans are just so great there. They're so respectful. They're so, you never hear one drunk, dumb ass. No, you don't. Comment. It's almost like people are there to see the golf and not drink, right? I'm yeah. sure you're, you're going to have a couple cocktails and it's I, I know next to the clubhouse, it's a big social hour and that kind of stuff. But out there on the golf course, they are just so respectful and you're so, you know, the ropes, you know, are much closer there. So they get much closer to the, to, to the players on the tees. Not so much the fairway shots, but that there can be some distance there. But on the tees, they're, they're literally like right on you and you don't hear a peep out of them. You know, you no. never, have to, you, you, you never have to tell anybody to hold still or be quiet or anything. The only time you really have to do that is if you're standing off of 17, there's a hedge back there that kind of guards two T, you know? So you, you, you can't really, you got to look back and make sure that your guy's not hitting this, a tee shot at the same time. The guy on two T to get thrown off is hitting a tee shot. And then people come walking back there. That's about the only time you have to really be careful. I'll tell people to hold up if they start cruising off of two T after guys have just blasted it down there, but you're right. I'm trying yeah. to think because yeah, then, you don't yeah. hear anybody ever yelling out like in the hole or anything no, along those lines. Hear roars and people stand up, right? Yeah. Totally, totally well, different. And, and it, as you know, you've been there. It rolls through that golf course too. It the, does. You're on the front side and somebody drops one in the bucket on 16, you know that sound. You oh, know, yeah. You just know that sound. It's a completely different sound than, than, any, than anything else, man. It's well, crazy. I was there with the back-to-back hole-in-ones. I was sitting uh, on 16. Who was that? So that was Louis Oosthuizen and, uh, oh gosh, J who was the other one? JT? Was it JT? Might have been JT, huh? 
I think it might have. I was standing on seven. I was standing on um, on seventeen T one year, where it was the traditional Sunday pin, and Charlie Hoffman hit a shot, and we were all watching it. We were waiting for the fairway to clear, and I remember we landing on the green, and I looked at Dustin, and I go, "That's a one right there," or it was Siwoo. I go, "That's a one right there," and he dropped one in the and he just it was crazy, man. It's just crazy. That it does. It goes nuts out there. Oh my God. 11 is like the toughest one, the toughest hole on the golf course, but that stretch right there, 12, 13, I, I mean, 12, 13, 15 and 16, the dramatics that happened right there. And it'll be interesting to see how 13 plays this year. You know, they stretch that tee back there in the shoot behind you. Um, 35 Do you yards. like that? Mm. I don't know if I do or not. I haven't I haven't been there, so I don't know. I still think there'll be plenty of guys going. You know, I think there's going to be if they go, there's going to be bigger numbers. The scoring average is definitely going to be higher, I would imagine, because it's not an easy wedge wedge shot down there. You know, they more, they they play chess. You know, back left pin, they'll push it up there close to the next tee, close to fourteen tee, and try and angle that and chipping across Ray's Creek. But you know, it's. I, I don't know. I, I guess I got to watch it for a couple of days, but there was something exciting, uh, you know, when you caddy for a super bomber that, you know, and that super bomber used to draw. And I remember Dustin hit an eight iron, nine iron pitching wedge into those greens sometimes, you know, so it's just a, it's a par four, but you, you the only thing I don't, I'm going to say the only thing I will miss or don't like about it is the fact that if you're that guy, that's like six shots off the lead on Sunday and you're turning all of a sudden, the fact that you could go, you know, two, three, 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 two, you know, not that that ever happens, but you could, you could win. You could make that big run right there. Yeah. And I think that, you know, I think that was always something that you look forward to with the super bomber, even just an average hitter too. But unless you've been out there standing out there in that fairway, you have no idea what a hanging lie, how far above. Oh, it's dramatic. In some spots I've looked at it closely sometimes you know and it's it's a good two feet it's 18 inches two feet that these guys are choking down and you know the old you know the old theory ball above feet ball go left that doesn't really happen that much on that shot (laughs) they seem to hang right and it's funny the more that i caddy on tour when you see these big hanging lies it should be an auto draw for an average player because it almost is an auto draw for an average player for these good players it's not an auto draw and it just seems to go straight or you know, it just doesn't turn. I, if I had a dollar for every time I had a pro say, how'd that not go left off that line? I'm like, man, shouldn't I be asking you that? What did you do to protect? Because I feel like they just protect something, right? They don't really want to cut it loose. Well, they don't release the club face. You yeah. know what I mean? They're just kind of hang on to it. And you know what? Another special thing about 13 is how many times it's happened to me, maybe once, maybe twice that I can remember. But how many times do you see a guy in contention or playing good who rinses it into race Creek on 13, but he gets up there and it's playable, right? Yeah. It stayed on the bank or it's in that it's in, they control the water. I think that drips down there. Of course they control the water. That drips down there. <laughs> so I think they do it perfect. When you walk where the players walk across the Creek to walk up to the green. If you look down to the right, the crevice or the little Canyon there, the river is it, it's a good 25, 30 feet across, but there's always the same spot that never gets. And it seems like it, I don't know. It's a, it's a weird story, but it's just something that you, you know, yeah, you know, I've never, I'm sorry. I'm sure I've done it a few times, but 13 is the greatest hole in golf to me. That's like my favorite hole. I just think 13 is the greatest hole in golf. And, you know, I've, 
maybe once or twice. I should have taken who knows how many times or if I will get back to the masters. But next time I do, I think I'm going to take a second. And I've done this a couple of times and just kind of look around, you know, and go, man, I'm fucking caddying in the masters on 13 green on a Sunday or whatever day, you know, and it's so quiet and it's so serene back there in that, in that corner. And it's just, and it's giving me goosebumps just talking about it, man. It's, it's just, it's just special. You, you, you know, we're treated, you know, that's where caddy legacy and caddy history is right there pretty much in that caddy shack at Augusta. But you know, that's a brand new facility for us. It's probably not older than seven or eight years. It's state of the art. Everybody's got lockers. They put you in your same locker that you had the year before. Um, the food is basically, there's an open menu where you can order whatever you want off the grill. And then there's, then there's just this unbelievable spread and you want to talk, I'm not a big like memorabilia guy or trinkets or anything like that, but you can be, hope Augusta guys aren't listening to this, but you could be damn sure that that week that I am taking extra Augusta national tees home and I am taking <laughs> scorecards and I'm taking pencils home. But what I really clean up on is like master's water bottles, you, you Ooh, know, master's yeah. logo or my kid or the potato chips. And I bring those home and Lori is a huge pimento cheese thing. So my signature move on Sunday when I'm getting out of there is, is I get a, a master's bag, like a shoe bag with the master's logo. And I load it up with ice and I'll take play. Cause I love the egg salad. Right. And I'm super, oh, the egg salad. I'll always eat the egg salad on Thursday. Right. And my play player. And I will eat that, sa that same sandwich as long as they're playing good. If they don't play good or they have a bad one, but I'll switch it up. But I never got pimento because I'm from California and I never got the whole, pimento thing at i've all. never had it yeah the three years i was out there i never had Lori it. loves them so i bring them home for i bring home like five or six right and the chicken sandwiches are like a better version of a chick-fil-a and for some reason they're when they're cold coming out of that caddy refrigerator they're actually quite delectable i should say so i bring my i bring a boatload of shit home and my kids like will go into the pantry and they're like oh master's potato chips and they'll go to open it. i'm like don't open that bag <laughs> <laughs> don't open that green master's bag yet i just want to stare at it when i look at the closet or i, have, I get the whole row of the waters going and everything you know and they don't let you ever keep the 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 whites you know god if you got to get the whites that would be amazing fortune off of ebay i would imagine but the lid is i got like eight of those lids and they're in my closet and they're like on ultra and I never wear them, right? They're like ultra protection. Like my kid will come down with the master's lid on. I'm like, where'd you, you fucking put that hat back? <laughs> like that's not eight of them. <laughs> Damn hat back, Junior. So there's so many special things. They never raised the prices over how many years at the, at the concession set. I didn't even know what they, I didn't even know they had a moon, they had a moon pie there. You know, I never did. Did I ever tell you this? I don't this think I ever had the moon pie. Dustin's first practice round out there, left of number three. I, I was telling you where the scoreboard is. There's a yeah. stand out there. And we're playing a practice round on Monday. And Dustin was running a little bit late or something. And he said he was starving like the first two holes. So we got to three and I'm walking up to three green. And I had been there for a couple of days before doing a little bit of work, but I still wasn't. It's Augusta, right? My first yeah. year. Are you kidding? And um, uh, he goes, Bob, I need a favor, bro. And I'm like, why? He goes, you got to go down to that concession stand. It's a practice round. Monday practice rounds are fucking packed. You know, it's fucking packed. It's unbelievable. You know, those practice rounds are more popular than the playing rounds as far as people are concerned because people can bring in their cameras and stuff and and get some pics, you know. So he goes, you got to go down there and get me a pimento cheese sandwich and some chips and just and I'm like, I'm not fucking going down there in concession stand. There's a hundred people in line, man. Look at that, Dustin. I'm not doing that. I'm trying to figure out this green or whatever. He's like, Bob, I'm not asking you, bro. I'm fucking starving. I'm like, all right. And it's so funny. I walk under the ropes and there's 
300 people in line and everybody sees me coming with the bib, right? With the, with the whites, whatever you call it. And, and I'm like, I, I look at Dustin. I'm like, I'm not waiting in this line. And they're like, they, they're like cheering. They're like, just go to the front, just go to the front, caddy, just go to the front. <laughs> so they, it was like a party of the Red Sea. They let me go right to the front. I got him his food and, and uh, I was embarrassing actually, you know, you, you're around that many, Inside the ropes, you're sheltered, right? When there's people looking at you or whatever. But in that thing, it's like, oh man, I there's I'm like right next to people. Like I avoided like an idiot. I avoided the merchandise tent, the merchandise merch building for years, like an idiot, right? Because I didn't want to walk in there, you know. I just didn't want to walk in there. And um, uh, it was only four or five years ago where with the little boys, I want to get the shirts and that kind of stuff. And now all of a sudden, the neighbors want this shirt or or you know, that trinket or just something, right? My mom wanted a master's key chain. So I went in there, me and Brian Branish, who was working for, I want to say he was working for Sung Jay at that time. And we went in together right off the 18th hole and we were wearing our things and we get a little bit of a discount in there. And same thing, line coming out the door, right? Security guy looks at it and goes, you guys are in, right? You got your own line, just go right in. So we're like, oh, wow, this is pretty cool. You know, you go in for five things and you come and end up coming out with like, 55 and they're buried in my you know just stuff i'm like oh i gotta get this picture or i gotta get that flag or i got so many different things you know what the big rage is right now in the merchandise tent is the gnome you know what a gnome is those little yeah. things my beard you put in your garden there's a little master's gnome and there's a big master's gnome and i was reading this thing that i don't know what they cost at the thing but they say it's like trending as one of the hottest things on ebay right now these gnomes so i'm like oh what what is the gnome that you put in your garden so i'm looking at ebay and i'm like holy shit these things are going for fucking like three bills there's a special scotty cameron putter that scotty makes for the 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 master's edition there's only what a hundred of them or 200 of them and you have to you have only a player can go in and buy them i think members too and they're in the golf shop like the regular golf shop which if you go early in the week like saturday and sunday or if you go in two weeks before to play a practice round or something you're allowed to go in the golf shop and and buy some stuff but Uh, i've never had that privilege there are these numbers scotty but numbered augusta scotty putters that the players you'll see the players walking across the range with like five or six of them right see woo one year i had to buy eight of them <laughs> for see i had to go in and help him with eight of them because he was giving them to his cj you know cj logistics his sponsors and that kind of stuff so there's so many oh, there's smart. So many special things that's the same faces in the bag same faces in the bag room every year um the same members on the range in the same spot every year that you actually feel like the first year you or a couple of years you might feel like they're very intimidating guys but the fact is if you peel back the green suit you know they're successful businessmen that love golf Right. So you got that in common and they always want to chitter chat a little bit. How are things out there and that kind of stuff? Um, You know, why is so and so wearing a dark t? You know, why is he wearing a white T-shirt under things? He goes one year. Last time I was there, one of them asked me, he goes, do you think it would be a good idea? What you think every caddy would get along if we if we had Nike makeup, a dry fit, a short sleeve and a long sleeve dry fit? you know, and it just had like the master's logo here or something like that. So when everybody, you know, sort of decided they were going to Stevie Williams show their chest hair and shit and take zip it down to their belly button, you know, and I'm like, I mean, that sounds great. I would definitely do it, you know, but I think some caddies like make a statement of their inner, who they are as a person, you know, like maybe a Grateful Dead shirt underneath or Joe LaCava wearing a New York Giants t-shirt underneath. And I think that's a special thing that they, that, caddies get to do you know it's fucking it's, it, i i i call it like like i i can only imagine that it feels like 
and I've thought about this, the player locker room is the player locker room. You know, they come out all different doors and that kind of stuff. But when they, when, it, when the caddies walk out of that thing onto the range, usually their players are closer waiting for them or meeting them. It's like a thing to walk down the hallway. It's like, cool. It's like, okay, here's all the people and that, you know, and that's kind of stuff. And I wonder sometimes if it's like, I wonder what a jockey feels like in his jockey room and that kind of stuff, getting ready and putting his colors on and his goggles and getting his whip and all his tack and that kind of stuff and walking out and that kind of stuff. I know that sounds crazy. I love that. We're back to the horse races. Yeah, well, Let's yeah. go. <laughs> yeah. So it, it kind of feels, it kind of feels like that, you know, it just feels like that. And, and I wasn't until the last um, few years that I realized because we're just all work, work, work. And then you go home and, and you're done and you start it all over again the next day you know but that i didn't realize the big like you were touching on the big social scene or the big party scene like all the agents all the golf oh, agents yeah. there, they're with all their big sponsors celebrities i mean there's so many celebrities there's so many athletes out there that you, you know you'd like walk by a rope and you kind of like make eye contact with someone and you're like is that you know what i mean and you're like what the is that so-and-so and they're just you know wearing their shorts out there and a t-shirt or something like that maybe sucking down a beer so it's all good. And there's, there's special things they do there to make it hard. Like their yardage book is very vague, right? It's always been very vague. You always had to add your own information in over the years. Bless you, Matt. And, you Thank know, you. They, on a regular tour event, um, they spray paint the dots, a little white dot for the next hole so you can look at it. It took me years to figure out, but I finally figured it out about eight years ago that there is actually a little, here's how sneaky they are. There is a little speckle like somebody went in and dip, put a pencil, would put a pencil down in the green for a hole, and then they sprinkle a little green and yellow like sand, and that's the dot. And it took me—I'd heard this rumor going around that you could find the dots if you really look. So it became a game with me, you know, when my player was over putt. I'm like, "Where's that dot?" Because you kind of know where they're going to be in the yeah. in the general vicinity. And man, this—it's just fucking it's cool. Everything about it's cool. That's fucking really cool. Yeah, I mean, so, these are things you normally don't hear about. Yeah, yeah, just little with the mainstream like that, media, a little dot yeah. and everything like that, and everybody be get back in the caddy thing, and I'd be like, "Get the dot on six today." I <laughs> did. <laughs> 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 and the whole, you know, when you walk in the caddy room, there is. I'm a firm, everybody knows there's a Rays Creek pole. When in doubt, everything pulls to Rays Creek. So they have a big, I'm gonna say three by three picture of every of every green right and there's a big dot there'll be a big green dot to wherever the raised creek is the direction that raised creek is so you write you transfer that onto your yardage book and you know that and i've seen enough putts out there you know that you know that everything's going to pull to raised creek and it's funny you you know we're talking about the change on 13 right but what i've noticed over the years i know they completely redid seven seven green they completely redid the whole thing but it's funny i've been documenting pots mad there for years right and it's just it's just a few years ago i figured out they almost change a little they tweak a little green or a hole every year but it's so subtle you would never know about it like you know when they tweaked 18 the slope in the middle of 18 when they softened that you're like man this this slope doesn't look like it did last year and then and then somebody a regular Augusta caddy will give you a heads up early in the week yeah they they softened that slope you can't just dump that bunker shot out there anymore and have it get all the way to the hole like the one that Fred Couples has made see who's made that bunker shot um once other guys have made that bunker shot it's a famous one but so I've been watching putts over the years and I'm like 
well, this thing goes left. I watch him punt it, and I'm like, man, that stayed straighter. Actually, looked like it wiggled right a little bit. And then after a few years, I started realizing, I'm like, that those are the little subtle changes in the green softening slopes that you don't, that you can't see to the naked eye. And you know why you can't see it is because everything is so manicured, so perfect there, right? Like when they extend a T or they extended 11 T back in the day, you're like, man, this felt like it's been here forever. And it was supposed to be that way, you know? So we'll see. We'll see how it goes man i'm all i'm all jacked up one more day man just one more day masters on the range and to live at the masters get to watch all that sh- and then thursday it all it, rolls around, yeah. it better not be a rain out on friday i got my I whole day planned allowed i got my whole day planned around it we got this bit we got the big women's what's the women's professional tennis wpta or oh i have WPTA. no idea their circuit, like the, we have a big uh, tennis tournament going on down the street, like Madison Keys and that kind of stuff. And I was thinking, I'm like, well, uh, if it's a rain out, I can go take the boys to the tennis tournament. And I'm like, wait a minute, they don't play tennis in the rain. <laughs> don't rain on Friday. Talking about the women, Bobby, did yeah. you catch any of the? And this is pretty cool that Augusta National now does this with it, the yeah. amateur um, tournament for the ladies, but. I brought this up last year. How pissed would you be if you're one of the older professional women golfers, like Nellie Corda, for instance? Would you be pissed that you never got the chance to compete? Oh, I don't at think Augusta anybody National? would. I would be. I don't think anybody would go on record saying they, other than Gary Player, maybe saying that they were pissed at Augusta National for for anything. That's probably a sure way to get you not to play Augusta National. <laughs> yeah, ever, true. Right? That's valid. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, that's my theory. But I, I'm sure they're like, oh, where was that when we were? yeah exactly it's pretty exciting i didn't watch you know i know roseang one i know she's dominant and that kind of stuff there's a there's a girl from i can't remember her name there's a jenny bang uh no there's a there's a health a healthier girl i'm gonna say that i like from lsu a lot that has had some good finishes there i think she barely made the cut but i do know that i was like watching shots and that kind of stuff at valera last week because that's what was going on early um on the on the TVs, but I do know I did a lot of reading. Obviously, you know I watched some videos of the end and how she won it, and how she souped it on fifteen with a two or three shot lead. And and I guess her dad is a little overbearing. Did you read about this? That like Bones was Bones was doing the commentary and yeah. Bones. I, I watched it. Comments like this dad needs to get out of the way. I guess it was brutal. Everybody was commenting about it on social media, but that's well, she was struggling. I mean, she had a huge lead heading into the one day that they play Augusta national dad in the way all the time. Or oh something? yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. he was in her ear and bones was talking about the fact that this is the time he's like, and I used to do this with Phil to where, you know, every once in a while you got to put your arm around him and let him know, Hey, it's okay. Yeah. Calm yeah. down. You know, yeah. let's take a breath. Everything's going to be fine because <laughs> she was, lo- I mean, she went on, uh, gosh, about, I mean, it started from the very first hole. I think she went bogey, bogey to start. And then she was like six over there at a point. And she had basically lost the entire lead and then ends up, I'll, I'll give her credit because man, 15 16 17 18 she just dialed it in and she got it to the house and then as soon as the playoffs started they went head to head her and jenny bay from georgia 15's where she made the big number with the two-shot lead where she she went you're right you too you're you're absolutely right so it was 16 17 18 but after that i mean she stuck a shot on 16 um 17 she played well and then 18 
I mean, she basically got it into the house, right? Um, well, no, she had a pot on 18 to win in regulation, and she ended up just missing that. So they go to a playoff, her and Jenny Bay from Georgia, and the they play 18 again, which they both basically play it the same way. It was fine. Then they get to 10, and on 10, they both rip drives, but I said it, Alyssa was watching it with me, and I go... Oh, honey, I was like, it's always an advantage to be the first one to hit your approach shot. Because Uh if you can hit a good shot, you put all the pressure on the other one. And sure enough, uh, she went ahead. She Rose hit it to probably like 25 feet, but it probably looked closer from back where they were standing. Um, Maybe not. But then Jenny Bay gets up and she just pole hooked it into the left and she's in the bushes and then she hits it into the bunker from there and yeah it was all over from there but what a what a great setup for amateur women's golf i mean it is it got me watching which when do i ever sit there and watch women's amateur golf but i wanted to see how the course was playing obviously they're playing way up in terms yeah, of tee com- boxes yeah and it's going to be com- it'll be completely different conditions a lot when- faster of uh, the greens. now let me just say this the the conditions from when you finish your practice round on wednesday and you get out there on thursday are it's a whole another speed of of greens it's a whole another speed of greens it's you know the old story that tiger used to get ready by doing what his dad had him doing what putting on a pool table for weeks before putting six footers on a pool table to get rid, you know, to get ready for the speed. So that should put that in perspective on that's aggressive, but I like it. Yeah, no, it's true. It's true. Hey, he was molding a champion, the greatest ever, of course. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So hang on a second. What changes so much from Wednesday to Thursday? Well, sub air is the greatest invention in the world, right? Mm. So they keep them slow and they probably don't cut them as low as they, they do. Although you can't tell because they're wicked fast during the practice run. But then you roll around to Thursday and you're like, this is a whole nother level. So they suck the, they run the sub air all, all night long overnight and just suck the moisture out of them. And they probably trim them down a little bit more. You know, they have sub air running through that whole golf course. And that's going to be a big thing why I feel like guys got to get it on Thursday is because even though they have sub air everywhere, you can get mud balls there because there's the creek running down there. And that's the low point. You know, one green basically for everybody is the highest point on the golf course, right? And yep. so standing at, if you're standing on one green on the front of one green, looking to the back of the green, Ray's Creek is basically behind you and slightly maybe just a fraction to the to the left. So okay. just, yep. just, you know, you can catch some serious mud balls there on, on 13, 11, all of them. You can, you know, because there's not a ton of grass, right? It's mowed fine. And there's nothing worse than hitting a what, approach shot into 11 with the pond on the left with a boatload of, you know, with a boatload of mud on it or approach on 13, anytime there's water around it. So that's something that they're going to have to deal with. And that little shot behind you right there on number 12, that's the, you know, six and 12 are the two trickiest wins on par threes. I mean, I've never sent, I'm going to try. Okay. Here's the big jinx. You ready for this? Nine masters for me. I think nine masters never had anybody soup it on, on 12. I mean, I'm not going to tell you who taught me this trick. And it has nothing to do with the win, but some veteran guy that I was out there that has won a masters before said, listen, you can't ever get your player to, because like when Jordan went and dropped and I think he souped it again or something, when dropped, you see guys stepping back and going to a yardage. I was always told by this veteran guy that make sure that your guy hits a bunch of 15 or 20 yard flop shots from the little rough area. What would be a first cut over there? And I'm like, really? Why? And he goes, because, 
I've been playing this hole for years. It's better to drop up there at the, the right at the end of the water where it crossed right there in the first cut and hit the flop shot is a lot easier than going back to 45, 55, 65 yards, depending on your, on your angle, you know, and you're slightly downhill, aren't you? You can't really, yeah, you are. And you are a little bit, you know, you are a little bit from the first cut there, but to me that you only have to hit over 10 or 12 yards of water at that point from, you know, 20 yards or something like that. It just made, it just made sense to me. Now you can't have your player go, Hey, can you practice this shot out here on 12 and place you fucking rinse it? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> see you dropped the soup so hang on how many terms are there for hitting it into the water we've got rinsed it we've souped got it, souped it. it just souped it and rinsed it right that's it just those two those are the caddy Splat. lingos Splat. Splat. no yeah <laughs> rinse is the big one rinse. Soup and rinse are the only ones yeah. that caddy use remember that and you see guys, the wind's so weird you see guys hit it up there in the azaleas way up on the hill back there you know and somehow it's like wow this is playable the the front bunker is not bad on any pin. I always thought that uh, Fred Couples always told me that he takes it his X on any pin right before his brain kicks in, you know, and he starts his downswing. He said his X on every pin on twelve is five yards over the middle of that front bunker. He tries to hit it there. It's a makeable putt on every single pin. He goes, you get to the top, and all of a sudden you feel like you're in a good spot. You might you know, go, accidentally go after one every once in a while, like these guys do. But I always thought that like, like I would always reiterate to my players. Okay. This is the spot. You know, you could say it. This is Remember what Freddie told us in the practice round, Dustin, or something like that. It coming from, a, from me or a caddy, it might not register, but if you drop Freddie's name in there, who is an absolute legend around that place, he's in the same spot on the driving range, the very first spot right there, close to the trees, him and him and Tiger. And he loves chit chatting. And I've been paired with him a bunch. We played a ton of practice rounds. He really fell in love with Dustin, um, you know, and he just gave so much advice. He remember, I was telling you, I just told you the story about Dustin, me looking up and Dustin leading, looking, you know, at the leaderboard on 15 and then he made double. Well, Freddie always said, I'll try and squeeze. If you got to lay up, lay it up almost as close to the grandstand by that tree that you can about 40 yards short of the water and we're like why would you do that when you such a huge layup he goes it's the only flat part right and that's why you see when guys like up like when tiger rinsed that one and he got the penalty and watch guys lay the sod over that thing because it's severe downhill lie from 90 or 95 yards is not you know they're the best players in the world but it's still a tough shot for them so it's little things like that little advice you pick up and this is this is the one week that you notice that the, the older guys really will take a younger guy under their wing. And and it's the only week that they'll go out there and give him advice and tell him, you know, Hey, this is good here. Watch this shot here. It's not as easy as you think. And that kind of stuff. They, they embrace the young guys right there. I think it's the whole Bobby Jones factor with the amateurs and the young stuff like that. So I think you're spot on. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I'm out of breath. Again. (laughs) Well, you talk about Freddie talking about his spot. Well, he yeah. clearly gave that to Tiger because when Tiger won in 2019, yeah. that's exactly where he put it yeah. after uh, Molinari yeah. put it in the water. So, yeah, yeah. That's rinsed it after yeah. Molinari rinsed yeah. it on 12. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah. I'm getting good at that. That's good. Yeah, you are. I like yeah, it. I like that rinse term. Yeah, yeah, you got it, man. Something to go share with the boys. Yeah. Super rinse. <laughs> what else? <laughs> there was another one. All of a sudden, I, I heard it after one of our podcasts. The guys were all saying it out on the golf course, and I'm like, Dunk oh, it? no, 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 no. The, uh, what did you call the fringe, the curtain? No. The collar. The, the collar. collar. All of yeah. a sudden, everybody, as soon as the ball was on the collar, right. um, everybody, 
everybody was dropping that in there and i'm like wait a second i've heard that i've heard that and i'm like oh shit it was on the last podcast episode yeah it's the call yeah. to me it's always the caller you know when they yeah. shot tracker never says that though no anyway, it doesn't and then and you know what another good thing about Augusta, not to take away from augusta but the very next week that we go to is hilton head right oh, which is such another, a legendary course just too. A, just another you know fucking six south golf course you know harbor town baby tight as a drum under i don't even think it's seven thousand yards i'm not even sure but it's just and they all come right all the masters pretty much almost all the masters guys come you know so it's pretty it's it's more than a nice little stretch right here brother is troy going to be playing in harbor town yeah yeah but he's times i said this year this this year and it's backfired he had a chance to win there last year he made a big made a big run early and got a one off the leader tied for the lead and kind of Put it in Sammy safety mode the last four or five holes, and I think he finished okay ninth or twelfth. But I would bet a dollar on twelfth. Okay, <laughs> All right, fair enough. We're, we're not going to judge you on that one. That's close. Yeah, and I lost a playoff there four year, four or five years ago to Satoshi Kadara with um, Siwoo. Siwoo was. It's funny after the second day too. Siwoo was playing so fantastic that he actually told me during the round, he goes, I win. The, he was controlling his golf ball. Even Martin Keimer's caddy is like, God, this guy is making the game look easy right now. And he told me sometime on Friday, he goes, I win this week, bro. You watch. I win. I control golf ball so good right now. And sure as shit, we got to, I think it was on Saturday, we got to the good par three over the water, the famous one with the water. And um, he hit it in this tiny little back bunker. And um, he blasted out the bunker shot short on the collar. Okay. And he went and removed sand with his hand. Like I jumped in the bunker to rake the bunker. I didn't even know he did it. And he scooted some sand off the green, which you can't do, even if it's a loose impediment, if you're not on the green, right? On the collar. And it's Luke Daniel standing right next to him. I got out of the bunker and he goes, Hey, I think we got a problem. And I'm oh, like, no. he goes, see, we'll move. And I see, well, I go, did you move? And he goes, yeah, you can't do that. <laughs> I'm like, no. So we had to wait for an official end up making triple. And we lost a playoff. I'm glad you told me, not like I'm playing any competitive golf yeah. lately, but uh, yeah. I've been doing that quite a bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they don't you, have you sure stay. it's still a rule? They don't have sand <laughs> on simulators. No. <laughs> <laughs> There's no sand coming out of that screen. Uh, that's why I'm shooting 65s in there. Yeah. Um, and the pots so, are being read for you. So you just hit it along that line and it goes in the hole if you hit the right speed. So all, all, all in all, like the two, like if you're a caddy or if you're Bobby Brown, it's like the two most exciting weeks back to back those two tournaments. And I live in Charleston too. I live in the South. That even do. Is, that I got even... one final question for you, Bobby, yeah. before we call oh. it a night. Now, yeah. have you ever seen an animal at Augusta National? Are you making fun of me again? No, 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 no. This is a real thing. You went over this thing Birds, where you were laughing at me. You were laughing at me squirrels. when I told Shut up! You're going. We're going over an old episode. I told you. I I know it's a new year. We got new listeners. They got to <laughs> hear it. What you didn't believe from me is that I've never seen a bird other than on the driving range. No, I've never seen a bird there either, oh. and I've never heard a bird. Which there's always birds in the broadcast, yeah. we're which like, are clearly put are in there. In. Yeah, yeah. I might in, but it's funny. I've never seen a bird in caddies. We talk about it all the time. And I, one time I'm like, everybody's laughing at me. And I'm like, you think there's like an ele- one of those dog electrical fences that go oh, around that's the a good point. Or something right there? You know, there's all these little trivia things that you could say about Augusta. Where's the only palm tree on Augusta? 
Do you know that? There's a no, small country on Augusta. It's right of four green. Next time you go, <laughs> it just stands out. You're like, oh my God, that's a palm tree. Like I had an old caddy play a trick on me. Another little thing people don't know about is if it's a six mile an hour wind, which is nothing out there, don't the flags look like it's pumping 20 because yes. you use the paper thin flags the public doesn't know about. They're these tiny paper thin flags that are totally different texture and they're so light and augusta does that on purpose so on tv it looks like it's humming 20 when it's only <laughs> little shit like that when it's only blowing, so smart yeah it's only blowing five and six well and the walkways they've got i it's not spray paint but it's like little green pebbles mm-hmm yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about, and they can, that's what I'm talking about. Them doing so much overnight, and then what happens if you get wet conditions and that turns into mud or brown stuff? They come out and spread out more, so it looks perfectly uh -huh. green all the yeah. time. There is not a blade of grass. You want to talk about caddies replacing divots? Everybody's replacing divots there, brother, <laughs> and they're taking their time kicking them in and doing all the right things, you know. And well, then it's rye grass, so d does it yeah. ever kind of just blow up? Yeah, what, what happens when it blows up? Well, if it's okay, here's the deal. It, it courtesy is you just grab five or six different pieces. You probably put it in the front of the, 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 the you watch caddies do it. You put it in the front of the divot or maybe the back of the divot, and then you kick it in with your feet and try and make it as level as you possibly can. But for all the divots that get replaced, if you got a late tea time, you're like, wow, there's a lot of divots out here that are replaced. You come back the next morning and they're all picked up. They're all hand picked up and sanded over smooth with that green stuff. So it doesn't look like there's any. Wow. About that little info the flag that. paper thin the it's fucking... like it's a fucking copy paper so it's hang on a second what mm -hmm. about the normal flag stick same thing no yeah, same the... thing. yeah really yeah, same thing. yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so yeah. those aren't the ones that they sell in the shop because i've i've i have the a jordan speed signed flag and yeah. that's literally that's a thick flag yeah but that's that's got to be fake i guess no, yeah, that's not the game. The the flags that you buy, the the people buy in merchandise tent yeah. and the golf shop are are even at the re, even at the uh, regular event, they're not the same flag. It's not the same texture. Wow. It's, it's I mean, it's literally like paper thin. No it's kidding. Light and it's kind of silky. What if somebody ripped it? <laughs> I don't think you can rip them. I've never seen it, it, but yeah. How would you? Caddies are so particular when they pull it. You know, the last thing you want to do as a caddy when you pull, and I've done it a couple times, everybody does, but when you pull the flag out, watch how, how a veteran caddy will like, if it if the flag's wedged in there or it's windy or something like that and he's struggling to get it out, watch how when he pulls it out very slowly that he just lets it sit there for a second because he doesn't want to jerk on it and clip and get the, the cup clip the and clip the cup the top because and same going back in sometimes caddies will put if you when it's windy it's tough to center it and put it back in you really got to take your time because if you clip the cup and damage it a player or a caddy can't repair it it's a big production the official has to come over and maybe a greenskeeper and and redo the whole thing it's actually a penalty if you do something like that i think if you repair the cup so i accidentally did it at valspar on friday and i didn't say anything because i'm like god damn it i just clipped that cup i'm fucking 14 and jimmy hahn was behind us on this part five but i looked at it for a second you know and I was like, oh, it's not that bad. But I went up the next tee and then like the next hole. And I'm like, God, should I have called a fucking official for that? And I didn't say nothing to Han. I'd probably say something to Han here sometime in the year and go, hey, did that fucking caddy that? <laughs> like, that was you, Bob. <laughs> Anyways. That's why we got to give him back on. We got to yeah. have that conversation. He's right not there. coming back on anywhere. <laughs> I didn't that much.
Jeez, Louise, he's done man. with media for a while. When eh? I drove, when I drove with him to Valspar after all the shit went down with him and the players with Rory and everything like that, he made me sign a fucking NDA for a fucking four hour car drive that I wasn't going to repeat anything, and I want to. <laughs> <laughs> you did not sign an NDA. What do you think Get about your boy? What do you, what do you think? <laughs> I'm kidding. What do you think about your boy Tommy Kim this week? Makes the cut or misses the cut? I think Remember, he makes the, the only cut. top 50 guys make the cut. There's only 88. Yeah, you yeah I, I think he makes the cut. I don't think he yeah. competes in terms of like is close to winning, but I think Max he Homa. has a solid week. Max, Max Homa, Homa, I think, has actually a chance. I, that's Spieth. who I thought you were going to pick. Um, Jordan, Jordan Spieth always has a chance because he can oh. spray it everywhere and his putter will save him. Tony Fino. Uh, yes, he will be in the top 10. Cameron Young. He will be in the top five. He will be in the top five. Yep. Patrick Reed. No, hang on a second. Let's go back real quick because now what? he's got um, Tesori on his back. Or what's his yeah. name? Tesori. Tesori, okay. Yeah. Uh, I just want to make sure that that last Tesori's never won a Masters, though. I know, but he's been there before. A lot. So veteran yeah. caddy yeah. understands the course, yeah. and the yeah. way Cam Young was potting was yeah. unbelievable. And he's got a week worth of rest. I think he's going to come in. He's going to be strong. Andy bombs the ball. So yeah, yeah. he That's can spray there. it everywhere. If it's, if it's, brother, I'm telling you for the people that are gambling, if this weather's turning like it's supposed to, and it's supposed to, the bombers are probably going to. Gotta bomb gonna be, it. That's going to be a few of them in the mix. Shit, that kind of goes against my Tommy Kim, but yeah, that's but why I've got him towards the you, end of the pack. You can pick that golf course apart with smart shots too. Okay, I'm going to do rapid fire with you. Yes, they have a chance to win. No, they don't have a chance to win. Ready? Oh, yep. I'm going to do 18 guys. Guess who they are? Brooks Kepka. Yes. Um, um, Patrick Reed. No. Mito Pereira. Yes. Wow. Bryson. No. Dustin. Yes. Um, Sergio. No. That's all. You know how we want to end this night? Somebody's back in their happy place. Pat ass, fat ass. <laughs> Just got out of the two courses he could make money on. And he finished, uh, played his balls off. Fatty boy, T31. Oh, right yeah, that was rough. I was hoping it was going to be a 41 and all the haters were going to come right back out right behind me because I'd be leading the fucking show. <laughs> Congratulations to Dustin for getting his first top 10 in the last six months, too. That was pretty fucking impressive out there. It was awesome. interesting to see that DJ kind of showed up, but Brooks, yeah. Brooks Kepka showed up. The one that was surprising was Cam Smith. I, yeah. I I didn't think he was because he's been so out of form, yeah. but you can be out of form heading into Augusta National and kick it into gear if you can putt yeah. well, and he yep. can putt well. I'll tell you, I'll give you a little intel. Um, uh, um, uh, my big Korean connection agent, Rambert Sim from Encinitas, the one that I was telling you when these Koreans are young superstars, they get connected with Rambert Sim. He buys them a phone, opens a bank account, takes them a little English, yeah. drives them around to golf tournaments and that kind of stuff. So he is Danny Lee's uncle. So um, uh, I was talking to him quite a bit about some caddy stuff last week, and he was going down to live, and he called me after a couple of days of live, and I go, they got any people out there? And he goes, there's a lot of people. Yeah, it's pretty good. There, so there was a lot of people that showed up in in Orlando, which which makes sense. You know, it's a golf. There's a lot of golf around that area in in yeah. Orlando, and you know, and there's a lot of probably parents or whatever that said, "I'm not going to fucking Disney World again. I'm going to go watch a little bit of the live golf." So he did say that they had a nice 
that they had a nice showing, but he said, it's not the same. The vibe's not the same. The, the pressure on the range, even on a Sunday, you can't, you can't feel it at all. So, okay. I think the biggest problem is going to be, which Greg Norman kicked it up a little bit, trying to drum up some, some drama saying that all of our guys would be on the 18th green if somebody wins. But that's why Bobby, if this all dies down with the PGA tour drama, I think live golf goes away. So listen, so two things. Number one, there's no fucking way that all of these live guys, listen, half of them are going to miss the cut. Okay. Yeah. Nine of them are going to miss the cut. It's just a numbers thing. I would imagine I nine of them are going to miss the cut. You tell me if Dustin Johnson misses the cut or he, or Brooks Kepka, or if they don't play good and they finish early, that they are going to fucking hang around if a live guys in the max while in the mix while those, that you think Paulina's going to let Dustin hang around if that jets field up and she wants to get fucking home at noon or 1 PM or same with Jenna Sims and, and BK, you know, no, these guys ain't going to hang around for that. That's a fucking, that's Norman talking out. That's him talking out his ass. I will say this though. It's nice to, like I said, it's nice to see all of those guys kind of bro hugging on the range and like, Hey, good to see you and that kind of stuff. And, and just putting the masters above, you know, all the bullshit, but this week actually is the best publicity that lives ever got. Right. Because it's the first time that that they're, that they're mixing and it's at Augusta. So this is great. Norman doesn't have to say shit to make himself look stupid. You know what I mean? He can just sit back and not say a goddamn thing because this is the most anticipated Masters in in forever. I think that. Well, how been- important is it that these guys actually make the cut and actually compete? Right? Yeah. If all of a sudden, what happens yeah. if yeah. nobody ends up playing well and there's not a single live golf guy that ends up competing? I, I will. I'm going to say this. I, I will be. I think Dustin can win, right? I don't think Kepka can win out there. I think Dustin can win, but it still would be, it still would surprise me if Dustin won, because I know that you just don't tune up a week or two weeks before the masters. It's a whole, it's the whole year leads up to that week, right? It's like training racehorse the whole week for those big time players, the whole year, you know, leads up to that week. And then that's where I just thinking that just that a little bit of that tiny competitiveness or how to deal with, pressure in majors and that kind of stuff unless you're doing it you know constantly all the time and have your set schedule i just think that behind everybody else has a little tiny bit you of make it. a great yeah. point right there bobby which yeah. i want to touch upon because for these live golf guys i think a lot of them underestimated because of how focused and how much they trained while they were on the pga tour that yeah. they relaxed and they really yeah. took it as a break Right. I mean, DJ was out on a yacht. You got Cam Smith fishing the entire time. Brooks is off doing whatever with Jenna Sims. And literally nobody was sitting there grinding. And I think because they lacked the experience of taking that much time off from golf and not being able to get locked back in right away, that Mm -hmm. experience kind of showed that they didn't know that they could get that far out of form and it's yep. not that quick to get yep. back into it. Exactly. I exactly. hundred percent. Oh, okay. Um, uh, that's it. Masters. That's it. That's all we got. Master's edition. Right. Bam, baby. Let's right. go. I can't yeah. wait for the recap. Oh, Bobby, no. have a great week. Yeah. We'll Always be a pleasure, buddy. <laughs> all okay. right, buddy. See you, man. Take care. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to season two of the pull hook golf podcast. Make sure to hit subscribe and go to www dot for more information.